History Notes. Welcome to History Notes, a product of the Education Department of the Greensboro History Museum. History Notes reports on the people, places, monuments, and events that have shaped our society. Sometimes we examine what has occurred long ago, and at times we look at history happening now. Grab a pad, a pen, or a digital device and get engaged with History Notes. Welcome to History Notes. I'm Rodney Dawson, Curator of Education uh, here at the Greensboro History Museum. And uh, as I've always stated, we started this podcast as a former teacher to help uh, other educators build and supplement lesson plans. And so, you know, the museum has embarked on this effort to uh, commemorate much of the uh, events that happened in um, late May, early June of 2020, uh, following the death of George Floyd and the protests and the social justice and the reckoning that we're experiencing. Uh, so we thought it prudent to go back to someone who's uh, taught us how to do this for well over 60 years. Uh, so today we have a special guest. We're honored to have the Reverend Jesse Jackson here, uh, Greensboro's own. I know Greenville and Chicago might have something to say, but uh, we're going to claim them. Some members are in Greenville and Greensboro is where I grew up. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I'm going to get right into it. I know you've got, uh, got other obligations. But as I was doing some research on you, you know you're, what, about 6'3", uh, two-something. Let's say you're 18 years old, coming out of Greenville, South Carolina, three-sport star, playing basketball, baseball, and football. Got recruited all the way over to the Big Ten at the University of Illinois to play quarterback. Uh, they didn't, you had some problems playing quarterback there, so you transferred after two semesters to come over to Aggie Land. the best thing you could ever done. What did that mean for your life? What do you think that turn meant for you in your career when you came south and started attending A&T back in 1959? Brother Dawson, good morning. First of all, I had a scholarship to A&T. I was inclined to go to A&T with Coach Pickett and Coach Neely and Coach Grooms. But chance to go to the Big Ten, that time I was a brick to color barrier. I couldn't go to Clemson. University of South Carolina, UNC, I could only go because it was kind of a breakthrough opportunity. I got there was not just football, but the whole scene, you know, no black professors, no black deans, no black coaches. It was like blasting the island, uh, island of whiteness. Mm. It finally set my spirit. I remember one night I was going across campus, loud, melodious sounds. I thought the guys were having a high fire contest. Between them and playing loud music. Mm-hmm. I went back to the general was Count Basin that practicing for that night. They were the day. Apparently, the kind of blacks were not part of the Panhandle Council. So I ended up slipping in the back door of the concert as I did in Greenville. I'm a student in college on scholarship to see Count Basin play. Mm-hmm. Next week, blacks had their event out in the city on top of BFW playing four or five RPMs. The life of of, of of Illinois. With the ENT, my life came back to me. I walked on the campus, Dr. Sam Proctor, president, Dr. Ms. Royal, uh, chairman, co chairman of the chemistry department. It was, it, it was nothing the black could do. Illinois, nothing the black could not do. I, I grew up in the middle where I found my sense of self esteem and dignity, ENT in Greensboro. It was a big deal in my life. Now, you spent two semesters in Champaign. So when you came to Greensboro, and I want to talk about that summer, your first summer back in Greenville. But when you came to Greensboro, were you here for February 1, 1960, when the, the A&T 4 uh, had to sit in at Woolworths? 
No, no, I was Okay. Now, but I'm after human. Uh, I wish I'd been there, but the four of them did. A month ago. So, how, how meticulous you guys planned the city in? It was, it was a great, great event in history. Now, did that influence what you did with seven others in Greenville when you uh, helped to integrate the library, the Greenville Public Library? Not directly. I mean, I, I came home from Illinois that Christmas to do my uh, I was a, a Houston Memorial Speech Contest. Had those 25 brand bibliographers, and with the color line, they didn't have that many books. She said, I, I, my friends at the, at the Central Library, which meant white, uh, she'll give you the books. I ran down there, and she said, uh, in seven days, I said, there's two of us in the library. She said, seven days. At least for that, they said, well, you heard what she said. But there were seven other classmates who had the same experience. We think about it in Greenville. They did in Greensboro. They're planning it in Nashville. We we're, we're, were breaking out, out of the bubble of segregation, overcoming our fears and our doubts about ourselves and fighting the system. So July 16, 1960, we sat there in the public library. I can't even that fall. Little football. I'm astonishing there, uh, Brother Dawson. Well, there had been the big uproar in the spring of February of 1960. By by September, things had died down. It was back to Agaland football season. We were into another groove. The girls from Bennett sustained that struggle, I must say. Well, they don't get credit. The girls from Bennett, and Lewis Brandon, who's at Greensboro there, and, and Patterson, they were on my back. I should be involved. But frankly, I was interested in playing football, being grazed my girlfriend at that time, Brother Dawson. I was on my mind. <laughs> but the point is that was, we, we, had, we had adjusted rather quickly to our historic environment of racial segregation. And, and, and you could adjust because behind the walls of segregation, you call it your own world. You're an institutional church, great preaching, Reverend Anderson, great speaking, Dr. Proctor, great football players. Great. You can live in your own world, your own bubble, and miss the bigger bubble. That, the bigger bubble is to say that. There was no blacks in the state legislature, mm-hmm. none in the Congress. And we, we didn't, we, and, and we protested Doc Evans was black, the uh, Human Relations Council. The reason I bring it up, Dawson, is that one of we in Dormitory Arc and playing with, and uh, Dr. Dowder went down to Spring, down to Raleigh to get out annual budget. He walked on, on state. And all white legislature, 100 white legislators, 95 of them were from Duke and UNC. And one of them said, Dr. Dowd, if you don't get them kids back in school out of them streets, we'll take away your accreditation. It's all too many, Dr. Dowd. Dr. Proctor been there. He'd have got, he was such a great debate. He'd have got them told. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're, you're the 100 white lions. There you are in the lion's end. We didn't have a public company. We didn't have the right to vote. They had no representation in, 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 the, in, the, in the Congress. We were politically disenfranchised. That's what disenfranchised me on the occupation. And so we kept rubbing against the edges of that system. One night I went to a, Lewis Brendan forced me to go to a, a 
meeting up at the father's restaurant. And so I went, and the girls who been, had been arrested had been in front of downtown the restaurant. I went back to the Lillman's class and said, look, guys, we're debating about getting money for the annual spring banquet. The girls have been being beaten. We left the room and we marched across campus. Dumbs was empty. So 3,000 marched downtown that night. The Greenville Circle was reborn that night. We just had a dignity fit. Greenville was ripe for that kind of change. We didn't really get the same kind of publicity that they got in Birmingham. There were no dogs biting us. Mm-hmm. No George Wallace, Governor Sanford. More, more marched in North Carolina than marched in Alabama. It was less, less dramatic. We, we didn't have the dogs in George Wallace, but it, it, the Greensboro offset. You talked about uh, uh, the Bennett Bells, and, and you're right, rightfully so. They don't get enough credit. But can you tell us about Dr. Willa Player? How instrumental was she in pushing those, those Bennett Bells? Very much. She was a friend of Dr. King. She knew Dr. King, and Dr. King it was scheduled to come to bed to speak. And so she encouraged the girls while at the same time straddling academic development, but also a sense of social justice. And so did Dr. Proctor. One day, Dr. Dalvin about 12 of us in his office and said, Look, guys, did you tell me in, in, in Raleigh if you guys protest? Take our school accreditation. Your, your degree won't mean anything. It's very threatening to us. I mean, the idea is you've been in school four years, first year of college, your, your class to go to college, your, your family, you lose your, your accreditation. So I walked across the Harrison Auditorium at that time. I see my classmates saying, Jesse, don't, don't give in, don't give in. And so the guys come across the campus with a toothpaste and toothbrush in hand in the book. I was our tools for jail cells, you understand? Mm-hmm. We went up to, uh, we went up to, uh, Providence Church and 2,000 people. And I was torn about what to say, how to say it, not being misinterpreted by the press. And that night I was arrested, missed by Sergeant Jackson. So there was a lot of drumming in Greensboro, but not the same drum we had in Birmingham because Governor Sample was much more civilized. And we had Governor Sample, they had Wallace, we had Sergeant Jackson. The civility of, of Greensboro police and Northern officials all right. Well, I'm going to get you out of here on a couple more questions, but uh, I was told by someone that they used to call you Happy Jack when you were on camp. Does that name mean anything? Yes, it does. I was optimistic, full of hope. We all had some kind of nickname, but I think the real deal was that at A&T, you could, there's nothing you could be anything. You could be chemist. You know, we just had a historic nomination for vice president with Senator Kamala Harris out of the state of California. And uh, she wanted to uh, get uh, the Black experience, so she chose to go to, to HU, to Howard University. We won't hold that against her. But she also pledged Alpha Kappa Alpha. And you, uh, you're a member of Omega Sci Fi. I won't hold that against you either. But what do you think about the Panhellenic? You mentioned the Panhellenic Council. What are you thinking about the Divine Nine, this new prominence they have in the exposure? And what did that mean for you? when you were on campus in the early 60s? In the, in the turn of the century when uh, the idea was I, I going to school was to go to school to teach somebody, not to get the job necessarily, be Professor Jones, Professor Jack, Professor Dawson. You learn to teach somebody beside yourself. 
I look at some uh, pictures of Howard University of 1932 demonstrating against lynching, for example, in 1950, 5,000 blacks were lynched in the south was a horrible place to live at the time in terms of direct intimidation. I suggest to you that Francis Rogers have a real obligation, opportunity. They're not one that's so organized. They're, they are doctors and lawyers. Almost all doctors and lawyers and nurses, teachers, members of Fred and sorority. They must use that platform and those relationships to build our struggle for justice. Something is happening in America today. We must not forget there's a, another phase of our struggle today. Mm-hmm. Before George Floyd, that was Lynch, Diallo in New York. Black Lives Matter kicked off something as, a, as an expression at all. And after all these killings, there never been no response to deter them. Black Lives Matter, it took off. It's now become bigger than just black. It, it, it's a way of looking at America, of saying in the police brutality. But I submitted this to you in Greensboro. Police patrol, they don't control. They don't control the banks, the hospitals, the economy. We cannot just focus on police. We must focus on them. We must, they, they must be deterred. While in the law, on the other hand, we must fight for our share of, of health care and jobs and justice and capital industry, technology, and deal flow. Okay. Thank you for that. And, and last question, Reverend Jackson. You know, you're a very accomplished man. You um, got wonderful organizations with uh, Excel or Push Excel and uh, Rainbow Push. Uh, you've run for president twice in 84 and 88, first African-American to uh, win five primaries or caucuses. In your time here in Greensboro, your time in Greenville, specifically focusing on Greensboro, what would be your takeaway for citizens of Greensboro? How you used your time to prepare your career? Uh, born in Greenville, but I really became a young adult in Greensboro. ENT means the world to me. It was an environment where we could develop. And in, in the dormitory at night, Scott Hall, where a thousand boys lived, there was nothing, nothing a black person cannot do, cannot become. So ENT means that to me, the fulfillment of my purpose in life. I want to go a step further because I think that we must, you're not responsible for being born behind. You are responsible for catching up. You're behind, run faster. Get up early, be more determined. Today, at that time, we didn't have the right, there was no black city councilman in, in uh, River. Now you must use the moment to vote. Three days ago, August 28th, March on Washington. They thought they can't get a speech in Washington from Virginia to Florida. We couldn't use a single public toilet. We couldn't take pictures along the state capitol. We couldn't buy ice cream in Howard Johnson. Black and brown so sat behind lots of American military bases. We, now we have the right to vote. Study diligently. Take it seriously. But more than that, vote. We, we must remove all our doubts and fears and cynicism. We can change America. We, we become president. We have. Kamala Harris will become vice president. Could become president. So we're, we're moving on up. Uh, what I like about Kamala, she was, uh, and this is important, in 88, she was a student. But she is a, a qualified lawyer. She has all the right credentials that inspire us to fight back. I'm, pr- I'm proud of her. I think she's going to be a great vice president. If we vote, she will become vice president and could very become president. 
when we when we when we fight back, we we've never lost a battle. We fought, and then won less we fought. When we fight back, we win. I love Greensboro so much to me, so much to me. Every 18-year-old high school senior is eligible to register and vote this November. High school seniors last year vote for Pell Grants. High schools vote for Pell Grants through the loan debt reduction. A reason to vote bottom up, not just top down. Use it and use that strength. Today, yesterday we marched for the right to use a restaurant. Today we marched for the right to vote and have my vote count. So if you use our power, we can change America for the better. These are exciting times to be alive. Glad you said you love Greensboro because we love you too. And uh, we thank you for taking the time uh, to be a guest here on History Notes. And uh, we're wishing you the best. So many things, other things I could ask you. Maybe I can get a part two later on. But uh, rest well, uh, Reverend Jackson. You've just done a great job. You're the man. You're the man. Love, love you, brother. Love you too, bro. You've been listening to History Notes, a product of the Education Department of the Greensboro History Museum. Just as you visit it for this podcast, continue to go to www.greensborohistory.org and select the Discover and Learn tab to listen again or learn more about many other subjects. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please stop by the museum when you can. We're located at 130 Summit Avenue, Greensboro. Hours vary, so visit our website or call 336-373-2043 for details. Once again, thank you and keep tuning in to History Notes.